Well, it's Virginia primary election time. And here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, we will have a primary in very important Senate districts here in the city of Norfolk and Southampton Roads. But today we're going to delve into the new Virginia Senate District 21. Who's running? Who's at stake? What's at stake? Who are the candidates? And what are they planning to do for you? It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. Stay tuned as we delve into the new Senate District 21 and the candidates that are running. Welcome back. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. We hope that you're having a phenomenal, phenomenal time to your to your summer uh, here in Hampton Roads and all across the country and the world where our listeners and supporters are. As always, we cannot do what we do without you, the listeners and the supporters of this great show, Save the Water, where we bring movers, shakers, and policymakers to you to bring up issues important to you. Also, supporters of WNSB Hot 91, the soul of VA, where we broadcast every Sunday here at 10 a.m. from the campus, of course, of the best HBCU in the land. That's none other than the Norfolk State University, home of the Spartan Nation. And, of course, a shout-out to our producer, Marvin Folks, also known as DJ Scandalous, which you can hear every day from 2 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday. Also, you can hear him on Saturdays. And, yes, the hardest-working man in radio because he is producing the shows here on Sunday as well. Well, listen, those of you that have been listening to us, our faithful listeners, know that uh, we've started our election series. And our election series is one where we start to do a deep dive. We, we did an overview last week, uh, but we do a deep dive into understanding the districts that affect this particular area, more specifically uh, Hampton Roads. And this year, in 2023, in the Commonwealth of Virginia, is a very important year because this year we will elect or reelect 140, all 140 representatives to the General Assembly. That's right. Every single one. All 100 delegate seats and all 40 Senate seats are up for election. Now, because of redistricting, we have new districts that are formed. So that means that it, where you voted before in your precinct is very likely you would have new candidates and new districts on your ballot. So what does that mean? That means that it's incumbent upon us as citizens to be to to be detailed uh, and and also enlightened and educated about who we're voting for and what districts we're actually in. You know, because of redistricting, we had a lot of 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 legislators that decided to retire or actually resign from their seats, and some actually resigned to run in other seats. Uh, we had one uh, delegate, former delegate of, of a district here, uh, Nadarius Clark, who actually resigned from his, his seat to run into it, run in another seat. And that's because, again, redistricting redrew the lines. So what I want to do, I want to go first into what is redistricting. Secondly, what we're looking at in this particular election as relates to uh, this particular election in the city of Norfolk as it relates to the Senate seat, and take a look at the new district, District 21. And in the second half of the show, I'm going to break down the candidates who's running for your vote in this primary election. 
But before I do, I want to remind you that, yes, early voting has started. That's right. 45 days before the election, which is June 20th, June 20th, Tuesday, is the election for the primary, um, the primaries here in the Commonwealth. That means that you could have started voting uh, last week of May all the way up to actually May 17th, all the way up now until June 17th. And June 20th, you can vote in person. So for those of you that don't want to wait in lines, for those of you that don't want to wait for Election Day, if you've already made your mind up for who you're going to vote for, by all means, go to your local clerk of court's office, your voter registration office, and cast your vote. It's your democracy. It's your community. It's your opportunity to make your voice heard to everyone in this Commonwealth to say that I want this person to represent me and my interests in the General Assembly in Richmond. Listen, that's a very privileged uh, right that we have here in this country. As a matter of fact, many, many people across the world fight for this right to vote, to cast a free and fair election. Matter of fact, our former president, Jimmy Carter, uh, who championed free and fair elections across the world, also with, of course, Habitat for Humanity and other things. But he would go and monitor different elections across across the world to make sure that they were free and fair. We've got that opportunity here in our Constitution. It's part of our rights. So we want you to go exercise your right to vote. And, yes, every single vote counts. You know, a lot. Uh, we have a few districts, especially uh, our congressional district here, uh, second congressional district, and also the former the Senate in, uh, seat in Virginia Beach. I remember those elections were very close. I mean, we're talking less than 1,000 votes, sometimes less than 500 votes, deciding those elections. So does your vote count? The answer is absolutely yes. So make sure you go register to vote. Make sure you go cast your vote. Take a friend with you. Take family. But make sure you go vote. So what is this redistricting? So every 10 years, the U.S. Census is taken. And of course, we know in this past year, uh, we in, uh, endured a world pandemic uh, once in 100 years. And with that pandemic, uh, the uh, census and a lot of things were put on hold. But we ended up getting the numbers, calculating the numbers. And because of those numbers, the changes in population, the shift in population, uh, we now have new districts in which individuals are representing uh, citizens, both uh, on the state level and the congressional level. Now, with the redistricting and with the redrawing over those lines, that means that you may not be in the same district, Senate district, delegate district, congressional district, uh, that you once were. So it's incumbent upon us to make sure we know what district, uh, what representatives uh, that are running for the district in which we now live. In addition to that, with this rejoin of the lies, the Commonwealth of Virginia, through a constitution provi- constitutional provision, voted to change the way that we actually draw our lines. It used to be through the legislature, and there were a lot of stop gaps, or what I call um, ability to uh, negotiate, ability to work uh, back and forth across the aisle uh, in order to determine which districts, how districts should be drawn. Well, 
the idea was to have it more uh, citizen driven, uh, more, as they say, transparent, even though it was transparent before. But because of that, a citizen now could commission uh, to redraw the lines that was actually created and the citizenry voted for it. Now, I've been very vocal about it. I was out front about this, saying that I thought that it was a good idea in theory, but in practice, there would be some problems. Uh, now, we do have legislators that are on their commission. We have citizens that are on a commission, recommended by legislators. But the only uh, group or persons that uh, have the power under this provision in order to say no to challenge this is the Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court of Virginia. And what in the event that we can't reach a decision, which happened this time, you have two independent uh, experts, which draw those lines as a recommendation, present it to the court, the court approves it, and voila, this is what you have. So this is our system that we currently have in the Commonwealth, and this is the very first edition of that new system. Now, with that new system, uh, we're we're testing the waters. We're seeing whether it's going to work or not. But I will say that with anything that is new, you have to give it time. With anything that is new, you have to see how it works. Anything that's new, you have to work out the kinks in it and go back to the drawing board to correct any issues that you may have. The same thing with any invention, the same thing with our country, our democracy. You know, we've we've gone back and forth to the drawing board on some things that we thought were uh, not working and changed it here and there and tweaked it to what we have today. But the foundation was still strong. And that's what I want to highlight here. The foundation is strong. Now, what about this newly drawn 21st district? So the newly drawn, according to the Virginia pilot, the newly drawn District 21 encompasses parts of Norfolk, including Willoughby Spit, downtown, Berkeley, and Military Circle. So if you take a look at that particular, those neighborhoods and those communities, from all the way to Ocean View, Willoughby Spit, coming all the way to downtown Norfolk, to the Berkeley area, and to what, what used to be and will soon be a new entertainment district, but used to be one of the major retail shopping areas of this city and really of this region, Military Circle. It also extends there. So in other words, the district, the new District 21, Senate District, is now a district in which it encompasses all of, I'd say, the heart of the city of Norfolk. With that, now it doesn't go outside of anywhere else but the city of Norfolk. So the city of Norfolk will be well represented and have their own state senator there in Richmond advocating for their needs. Now, with that being the case, um, with if you live in those areas, if you live in Willoughby Spit, Ocean View area, if you live in downtown, uh, coming from uh, Willoughby Spit all the way to downtown, live in Berkeley, live in Military Circle, make sure that you do your research. Make sure that you know who you're voting for and who's running. And we're going to talk about the two candidates in just a moment. But again, make sure that you understand what's happening in your community, in your district. But Nevertheless, this is a definitely a good thing, you know, for the city of Norfolk, because 
with this district, it is a majority, a slightly majority uh, minority, or what they say, non-white district as well. Uh, and that's really because of the city of Norfolk. You know, so with this uh, new district, there's an opportunity for the voices of people that are normally not heard to be heard in what, again, one of 40 seats in the state Senate. So if you live in Willoughby Spit, Oceanview area, downtown, Norfolk, Berkeley, and Military Circle, you are currently in the newly drawn 21st district, Senate district for the state, the Commonwealth of Virginia, for the next 10 years, all right, until 2030. So <laughs> get used to voting in that particular district and looking at the candidates that are representing you. So who are the candidates? What are their agendas? What are their priorities for you? What's their experience? And why are they wanting to represent you? It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. You're joining us as we delve into our annual election primary overview and preview of the races. Today, we're delving into one of the one of the newly drawn Senate districts here in the city of Norfolk, and that's the 21st Senate District. With this district, it's an opportunity for those citizens from Oceanview, Willoughby, Spit, Downtown, Berkeley, Military Circle, the heart of the city of Norfolk, to send a representative to Richmond to represent their voice in this election. Once again, early voting has started. You have an opportunity to go out and vote, cast your vote. Uh, you can cast your vote all the way up to the 17th of June of this month. And then on June 20th, if you did not cast your vote, make sure you go and vote. Go and vote on Election Day on Tuesday, June 20th. So who are the candidates that are running for this for your vote in the new Senate District 21? Well, the first candidate is Angelia Williams Graves. Angela Williams Graves is, well, formerly a uh, Norfolk City Council person from 2010 to 2021, and also a former House of Delegates uh, representative from 2021 until present. Now, uh, according to the Virginia Pilot, uh, they asked these candidates a, a question. And with this, I'm going to go through um, and let you know what those candidates are saying. So for Angela Graves, according to her uh, campaign website, she is one who has served in the General Assembly. Uh, she is a Norfolk native. If you go to AngelaWilliamsGraves.com, as a Norfolk native, she says she's proud to represent the native district currently as a member of the House of Delegates in the 2023 Virginia General Assembly. Now, that district that she represented in the 90th comprised a large part of Norfolk and a smaller portion of Virginia Beach. So with that, she also identifies herself as uh, someone who is a person to create a district that's inclusive for everyone in the community, regardless of race, religion, and background. Not only that, but she ensures the residents of the 90th district that she's given an opportunity. Uh, she believes that they should be given high quality education, ability to start, grow, relocate their business, place that they can reside in a safe area, along with their families and the fundamental rights for everyone to be protected. Now, as a House delegate member, she actually served on several committees, which every delegate and senator does. 
but she served on the Agriculture, Chesapeake, and Natural Resource Committee, also called ACNR. Uh, she served on the County Cities and Towns Committee, the CCT, and also the Public Safety Committee. And with that, she's camp- she's championed many bills uh, in her capacity there. And you can go to her website, AngelaWilliamsGrays.com, and you can take a look at the different bills that she's championed uh, there uh, for individuals uh, for the native district as she served there. But what are the questions that were asked uh, to her by the Virginia pilot? So uh, she was asked if elected, what would be your top statewide priority and how would you get it done? What's your top priority? How would you get it done? Uh, candidate uh, Williams Graves said that protecting a woman's right to choose is her top statewide priority and that she would protect that right by seeking to codify the provisions of Roe versus Wade and the Constitution of Virginia. In addition to that, uh, she said that she'll vote against any legislation that seeks to ban access to abortions, contraception, and or limit or restrict access to reproductive health care options. Uh, also, I forgot to mention that she is also a Democrat running on this ticket. And this is the Democratic primary. This is the Democratic primary. So her and the challenger, the other candidate, uh, is a Democrat as well. We'll get to um, the second candidate in just a moment. But as a real estate broker and owner, education of a bachelor's degree from Old Dominion University, uh, again, she's done work in the House of Delegates, also on the city council, and pretty much been a public servant for the last uh, 13 plus years. But her number one priority, statewide priority, is to protect the woman's right to choose. And looking to do that to by supporting a codification, codifying the provisions of Roe versus Wade. Now, we know that in the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, Roe versus Wade, there are provisions that have been overturned, which allow states to create really their own criteria for um, the right to choose. And we know that there's some states that have uh, enacted more restrictive measures uh, for a woman's right to choose. And there are some states that are fighting to keep it as as uh, open as possible in order to provide this option for a woman's right to choose. So she's looking for Virginia definitely to be one of the states on the opposite side of it in order to uh, protect a woman's right to choose. So that's her number one priority. And also the second question asked to this candidate uh, is what is the biggest concern for constituents in your district and how would you address it? Now, again, according to Virginia Pilots, she stated that crime and safety are the biggest concerns for constituents in her district. And she would address crime by continuing to propose strong common sense gun safety laws and by introducing budget requests and our amendments that seek to fund crime intervention measures. So the biggest concern is crime. And we all know, we watch the news reports every single day. Uh, we live in our communities. Either we ourselves or somebody we know or a loved one has been affected by gun violence. Uh, it is something that is becoming a health really a a public safety, uh, public health care issue. Um, Because it's just not a person being affected by 
gun violence by being, unfortunately, a person that may be shot or injured, but it's also the other effects from gun violence, the shock, the, the, the terror, uh, the PTSD that comes from it, the families that are left broken uh, because of the violence itself and the lack of trust across the board. So again, this is something that we definitely, um, as a community and as a country and a commonwealth in a city, and a great region of Hampton Roads, uh, all should take note of. So, uh, But crime and safety is her biggest concern, and she would address it, again, by gun safety laws, common sense, budget requests, and amendments to seek crime intervention measures. So that is the candidate, uh, current delegate, uh, Angela Williams-Graves, who is running for Senate in District 21. Now, the next candidate is also Democrat. As I mentioned before, this is the Democratic primary. It's Andrea McClellan. Andrea McClellan is also currently a city council member. Now, i also like to give the disclaimer that both of these uh, candidates have been on the show in the past in their prior capacities uh, of a delegate and also a city council person. Um, she was pre- previously elected to the Norfolk City Council in Super Ward 6, for 2016 and currently still represents that particular uh, dis- that council district. Now, in her website, Andrea for Senate, and that's andreaforsenate.com, uh, she mentions her priorities. Uh, her priorities are flood, flooding and climate change, uh, also protecting reproductive freedom and LGBTQ rights, affordable housing, and public transportation. In addition to that, education and child care is also one of her top priorities. Uh, affordable high-speed broadband and supporting small businesses and entrepreneurs. Now, I will say that these are all very, um, very good issues for not just our community, but all communities, but especially here in our community, in the city of Norfolk. These are issues that as a city council person, as a delegate, as a community advocate, organizer, as a uh, federal representative in, in Congress, you know, these affect all of us. You know, making sure that these priorities here are at the forefront of any policy is a good thing for the city of Norfolk and the region. But I'm, I'm looking at her website now. And I see her standing in water uh, where water should not be uh, during a flood. And we know that the city of Norfolk, the region of Hampton Roads, and with sea level rise, it's uh, affecting all of us. Uh, so, you know, understanding how do we now, you know, navigate that particular area of our lives, you know, is going to be something that we all have to deal with. But I want to take a look at the two questions, again, that were asked to uh, the same, the candidate, same questions, number one priority, and also the biggest concern. Um. Candidate McClellan said that her top priority is flooding, a risk that threatens not only Norfolk, but extends throughout the region and state. Uh, she is a member of the Virginia Joint Subcommittee on Recurrent Flooding and chair of the Hampton Roads Planning District Commission Resilience Committee, uh, where she has expertise to lead on this issue. Uh, half the homes, as noted, is at, are at high risk in the city of Norfolk for flooding in the next 30 years. So she'll continue to fight and stay uh, in the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, the RGGI, to fund the successful Community Flood Preparedness Fund. And we know that that particular uh, initiative is actually under attack on the state level. 
She'll also work to help Norfolk fund the citywide Army Corps flood mitigation projects and protect residents from what's national security, Naval Station Norfolk, um, also economic security, Virginia ports, and also support projects that are nature-based nature and address environment injustices to create jobs for our residents. So definitely flooding here in the city of Norfolk, in the region, it's not just something that messes up our streets and our travel, but it's also it could impact our national security because we have the largest naval base in the world, Norfolk Naval Station, and also one of the active ports in the world, and that is the Virginia port. Her biggest concern for constituents is economic opportunity, economic opportunity. She states that Norfolk residents want to start new businesses, get good jobs, access safe and affordable housing, quality, internet. So as a former small business owner herself, she says she understands these challenges of starting a business and also staffing it. So she's going to work to reduce these barriers for new businesses and increase workforce training in our schools to create a pipeline for much needed workers. You know, that's a agenda that that's an, that's an, that's an issue that has gotten a lot of steam. Being able to prepare our children while they're in high school uh, for trades and skills. Not saying that you don't, you can't go to college. Um, I was an I'm an advocate of my sons. I, I was adamant that they learn a trade. My father taught me. He said, "Learn a trade, son, because you always want to be able to number one feed yourself, be able to um, ensure your livelihood, but also as good building of character." And also as a whole person, uh, because you're using your hands, you're, you're building something, uh, you're making sure that something stays intact, you're repairing something. So being able to create those trades for our children, that they would be productive citizens moving forward, even those with college educations. So with that, she believes that she'll, she would like to tap into the RGGI funding for renovations of Norfolk's older, energy efficient homes. So residents can decrease the amount of money that they spend on energy, increase the number of affordable homes, affordable homes, and reduce our carbon footprint. And she says that she will continue to bring more affordable, reliable, high-speed internet services for Norfolk residents while attracting high-paying jobs and innovation-focused companies. Um, Andrea McClellan, Councilwoman, City of Norfolk, she is... Has a, holds a bachelor's degree from the University of Virginia, also uh, the Warden Management Program, University of Pennsylvania, and a graduate there, and also the Sorensen Institutes for Political Leaders at UVA. So these are your candidates. You know, Delegate Angela Williams Graves, representing the former 90th District. Uh, well, the current 90th District will be the former 90th District because of redistricting. And also City Councilwoman Andrea McClellan. These are the two Democrats, the two candidates that are running for your vote in the new Senate District 21. If you live in these areas, Willoughby Spit, from Ocean View all the way to downtown, to Berkeley, to Military Circle, the heart of the city of Norfolk, make sure you go out to the polls. Make sure you do your research. Make sure you understand what the candidates want to do to represent you. That's And understand, hey, this is your opportunity, your opportunity to go out and make your voice heard. So you can go to the candidates' websites, uh, just search in Google Andrea McClellan for Senate and Angela Williams Graves for Senate, and you will find their 
priorities. You'll find their website. You'll also find how to donate and help and volunteer to their campaigns. Uh, because, again, being civically involved, being a part of our democracy is one of the greatest honors that we have. We fought for. Let's use it. Every vote matters. Go vote. Early voting has started. It doesn't end till the 17th. And then if you don't vote then, you still have the day of voting, June 20th, to find out who's going to represent you in the Senate as the Democratic candidate in the general election. Once again, thank you for joining us here on Save the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville, where we bring movers, shakers, and policymakers to you to address issues important to the community. Until next time, be great, go out, do good, and God bless. We'll see you next week.